0: everybody and welcome to another episode of the iFreak Show. This week on our panel we have Sujin Rowe. Hi everyone. Alex Bush. Hello, hello. And uh, yeah, this week we had a last minute cancellation with our guests. So it's going to be the three of us talking and we were discussing what topic to discuss. And um, something that I've been thinking about a lot lately is with the coronavirus situation, we're hearing a lot about people losing their jobs. We're hearing a lot about people Um, taking advantage of not having to commute. We're also hearing a lot about people feeling isolated. And in some ways, I've I've been looking at it and thinking that in some way, and I'm not saying that, you know, people getting sick or dying or anything is, is a good thing in any way, but sometimes being put in a situation like this presents us with certain opportunities. And I wanted to just talk through that because um, I think a lot of times people focus on the bad things that happen instead of focusing on the opportunities that come of it. For example, just to, to back up a little bit, you know, I went through some stuff last year um, you know, basically came under attack on Twitter. I'm not going to go into the whole thing, but um, you know, there was probably some silver lining there, right? It forced me to rethink the way that I'm doing business and forced me to rethink the way that I need to be more resilient um, I probably wouldn't be doing some of the initiatives that I'm doing right now if that hadn't happened um, and you know, and so things like that kind of come back around, and in a lot of cases, I find that you wind up in a better spot because of it so um you know i'm I'm gonna give one example, and yeah, I mean, if you had a really great job and you were really comfortable at that job and you lost that job, um one thing that just comes to mind is there might be something better out there for you, and this might be a blessing in disguise where you actually you know, have the opportunity to go and see if there's a, something that's a better fit that you can actually line up. And, you know, if not, then hopefully this thing comes back in time for you to not run out of money. And your company where you were working comes back and says, well, now that the economy's clicking along again, we can hire you back. But in the meantime, I mean, be looking for those opportunities. And, and that's some of the stuff that I'm kind of just been thinking about lately. With HeadSpin, optimize your mobile user experiences 24-7 for any application running on any device and any network anywhere in the world. Their AI-powered analyses track user experience metrics and KPIs over time from cold and warm starts to errors, crashes, and response times, and audio and video quality to biometric responsiveness. HeadSpin will automatically surface issues and the root cause information you need to optimize user experience for your product or service providing actionable insights end-to-end across applications, devices, and networks with the world's first global device cloud that uses thousands of real SIM-enabled devices on actual carrier and Wi-Fi networks in hundreds of locations around the globe with 100% uptime. Keep your mobile user experiences ahead of the pack and achieve mobile success with a unified proactive approach to testing, performance monitoring, and user experience analytics only with Headspin. Learn more at headspin.io.
1: I would say for me, <clears throat> it kind of coincided with the virus happening. Uh, I was actually laid off even one month before the whole oh, wow. craziness started, and I and I thought, oh, you know, this is my time to go and do my own business now. Mm-hmm. And then then the virus hit, so I realized, yeah, maybe maybe wait a little. So I'm back on the job market. Uh, but after talking to a friend of mine, who's he's a very good con- contractor in London mm-hmm. He's prof- like professional contractor, like doing it for 12 years or something at this point, no full-time jobs, just contracts. And he kind of, and I, and I used to do contracts mostly too, actually, but the last job was employment. So he, after talking to him and kind of rethinking the whole situation, I think my takeaway and what I will be doing from now, now on and now kind of am implementing, always be on the hunt for a job always, even after I get, I'm talking to a few companies and I'm far, far along in the in, in interview process, probably hopefully we'll get something soon. But even after I do that, I'll not, I will not stop talking to recruiters. I will not stop interviewing because then I'm always sharp, always on my toes mm-hmm. and always kind of up to date with the market, with the job market yep. in this case.
0: Yeah, I, I think it's interesting too you bring that up, Alex, because in some cases maybe it is an opportunity to go freelance, right? Or mm-hmm. you were talking about, oh, this is my opportunity to start my business. And maybe it is, right? I mean Right. Yeah, maybe, know, maybe
1: I just didn't have enough uh, you know, courage and all, right? I fully well, acknowledge that.
0: Well, the other thing is is that you can also just be working on it to set yourself up so that when the economy starts coming back. Right, you can take advantage of some of that money to start to move and mm-hmm. let people know that your solution's out there to solve the problem. Right. Another version of this is, you know, with me, I had done remote conferences for like five years and I did the last one in like twenty seventeen or twenty eighteen. And then all of a sudden this hits and people are coming at me from all directions going, Hey, <laughs> you gonna do another remote conference? And I'm like, Yeah, I ought to. And so I'm pulling that together, right? Um I'm just about ready to launch iOS RemoteConf uh, website, right? And so people can come and join in the fun and, and, you know, learn because WWDC got canceled. They said they're going to do some kind of digital experience, but I'm seeing that from a lot of companies and that varies from we're going to live stream a handful of the talks to we're going to post some videos you can watch whenever to we're going to try and put on a full on conference online And with some of the bigger companies, it's starting to look more like they're just going to pre-record a whole bunch of content and drop it on the internet. And so, you know, for a lot of folks, they want that interaction. And so I, I'm going, okay, well I'll put on the iOS remote conference and let people know that it's out there. And, you know, um, I mean, I'm not expecting to get rich off it, but it's going to float me for a little while. I mean, JavaScript remote conference I've already sold, you know, a bunch of tickets and I haven't even announced all the speakers yet. And so, you know, just finding opportunities like that where you can even in a small way, you know, get a side hustle going to support everything while you figure stuff out. Sujin, you also mentioned that you had been working on like a side project that you found some time to cause you didn't have to commute, right?
2: Uh, Oh yeah, actually. So, um, after my uh, episode, after so I came on this iFreak show with as a guest, on the first, for the first time uh, regarding ARKit. and so after that, um, so actually that was in the midst of uh, me getting a new job. So actually I moved mm-hmm. from South Korea to Singapore, and all, and so I had like a month in between, and then even after I came to singapore and started i immediately we uh immediately i started immediately working from home so working from home and um so so uh, saving a lot of like commute times and also because of the virus staying home in the weekends so i got a lot of free time so so, so i just worked on a sm- really small open source uh using ARKit and it was really fun so it was my actually my first open source project and it was really fun. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And and that's another area that, you know, I've been thinking about is yeah, you know, take some time to contribute to open source or take some time to learn a new skill, you know, where Alex is talking about looking for a job. I mean, it could coincide with both, right? Go figure out what you need to learn in order to get that job you want and then go pick it up.
1: I am literally just deep in learning algorithms. Like, finally, finally, I need to learn that stuff, like binary search, traversal, something, something, breadth first, whatever they want. Yep. And I never, ever, ever learned that, ever. Like in school, they never (laughs) gave it to me. I never needed that at work. And I kind of... It's been a pain, I guess. What I'm trying to say throughout my career, and now I'm like, all right, fine, <laughs> I'll learn it, and I'll have time time for that, right?
0: Yeah. Um, it, by the way, if that's something you're running into, uh, there's a really great program called uh, Inter- Interview Cake. Yeah, I'll put a, a link into the the chat, but uh, and that way it can show up in the show notes. It, it is an affiliate link, I will admit, but they're probably one of the best places I've seen to actually go and pick up this kind of information. So um, in fact, just go to devchattv chat.tv slash interview cake and, and I'll make that work. So anyway, it, it's just, it, it's a really terrific product and they, they walk you through all that stuff. That's just basically a course, but then you can show up to the interview and have that stuff fresh. Cause I mean, I learned it in college, but that was 15 years ago. Right. Another thing that I've I've been talking to a lot of people about is a lot of folks feel like, you know, this is the opportunity for them to make a course or um, write a book or things like that. And some people feel like, Oh, well, I'm going to make a course for something like Pluralsight or Ray Wenderlich or something like that. A lot of those folks, I don't know what Ray's process is, but Pluralsight actually makes you submit a, um, an application and go through the process and blah, 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 blah. Right. Um, there's a program that I really like called course creator pro and I, I bought it and I'm working on a podcasting course uh, using their method. And I'll put a link to that in the show notes as well Is I, I just, I've put shortcuts in for this cause people keep asking for it, but it's devchat.tv slash CCP for course creator pro. Um, and yeah, they walk you through the whole process of filming a course um, recording your screen, the whole nine yards um, editing it, getting it posted hosting it on teachable, um, doing the Facebook ads to drive people into it. I mean, it's, it, it does the whole thing. It gives you the whole system, including the marketing. So if you don't know, if you're like, well, I could build the course, but I don't know how to sell it. I don't know how to sell it. Well, there you go. Right. And so if you're, you know, if you're talking about some new technology, like Alex's favorite Swift UI (laughs) or, um, you know, something like that in the course, I mean, you have the opportunity. And if you don't have anywhere else to be, then yeah, maybe your main gig is I'm going to spend a few hours, three, four, five, six hours looking for a new job. And then I'm going to spend three or four hours building a course so that, you know, in a month or something, when I have it all done and I can plug the, the revenue engine into it and the marketing engine into it, you know, then you start making some money off of it. And, you know, um, I mean, the courses they're selling, they're selling for $1,000 a piece and have made more than a million dollars in a year doing it and i don't know if that's necessarily realistic for a swift ui course or whatever but you can probably make several thousand enough to pay the bills and you know eat one thing to like um one thing that's
2: really important i think is so even though we have a lot of time uh at, at our home in indoors i saw i recently saw research from like microsoft uh they um they analyzed uh, their developers uh, like Efficiency or like the work hours after they turn switch to uh remote working, so they actually found out that um p- that people started working earlier in the morning and then they worked late at night so actually like this that's the one thing that I also felt working from home is the the work the 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 dist- distinction between work and home is blurry so you will just sit down and when you have nothing to do, I just sometimes go go watch my uh, code and see what work I have. So actually like it's really tough to just, when you're working from home, it's really tough to just let go of the work and do your thing, right? So that's, you have to like make, like actively work hard to make some time for your own side project.
1: Yeah. Uh, Work life separation. I yeah, I felt that a very uh very much a few years ago when I was just fully freelancing from home and that's ugh, this is tough, it's brutal. You just you, you cooked up in your room and you you know you code all day for work for a work project, but then you kind of either forget to stop or you don't know when to stop because like There's a deadline, right? And especially if you're a freelancer and you paid for delivery of the project rather than by the hour, then it's like you kind of feel sort of afraid, but maybe I work a little more so that I can like make it, right? I don't know if I stop now and pick up tomorrow if I'll finish by the deadline, things like that, right? And that starts to creep into your life. Brutal, brutal, brutal. (laughs)
0: Yeah, another thing interesting with uh, what Sujin brought up was that a lot of people are really terrible about making boundaries. And so if you're working from home, all of a sudden, you know, where you work is where you live and where you live is where you work. And so you're walking by work all the time and your brain goes to that place and then you sit down and you put in a couple, another hour, right? And So, yeah.
1: Yeah, so I would say what helped, helped me uh, back then, and I kind of still use that, sort of a trick, a brain trick, if you will. Uh, If you don't have enough space to like, uh, the best thing is to dedicate a certain space in your uh, apartment just for work. And then, you know, other spaces for leisure. But if you don't have enough space, uh, do dedicated laptop, like if if you can, same uh, dedicated laptop just for work and then everything else for fun. And the last trick... Uh, dress, dress up for work. And as you like sit at home, even though you're at home and no one sees you, right? But if you dress up kind of like a uniform for work, right? And you code. And then when you're done at, at the time by the clock, let's say 5, 5 PM, then go and change in your like comfy pajamas or whatever you have, at least you could trick your brain not to like worry because now you're in something comfortable. You're not at work anymore. So that helped me. Yep. Makes sense.
2: Yeah. So I, so at, at at the beginning, I also like, I just woke up from bed and I started working, but I, I also felt that's really, so that made me hard to separate. So as Alex said, I, so I always like you know get prepared just as I was going to work and I just, so, I think that
0: helps a lot. Yeah. I can just see our listeners thinking pants, no pants. Yeah. <laughs> pants,
2: <laughs>
0: no pants. Right.
1: I mean, why not? Right. Like, whatever yeah. the, the mental flag is for you, that, that switch. Yeah. Like, actually, same goes for um, gym, right? Like, exercise. And this is a great yeah. opportunity to. I mean, not everyone probably has a full-on gym at home, right? The gym's right?
0: closed, yeah.
1: And it's closed, but at least like me neither, right? I don't have any, even in the yeah. dumbbell, right? But every day I do push-ups, crunches, sit up, like whatever I can with body weight. And same yeah. thing, like I would only do that if I'm to like put my gym pants on, basically. Like otherwise it's just so hard. I'm like, eh, I don't want to,
0: Yep, I hear that. Hey folks, are you trying to figure out how to stay current? Maybe you're wondering what's going to come out during WWDC and you'd like to watch it with some of the other developers out there in the world. Well, I'm putting on iOS Dev Remote Conf. That's at iosremoteconf.com. A few years ago, my dad was just in a position where he needed me around a lot more than I could be. And so I couldn't travel to all the conferences that I wanted to go to. And so I started doing these remote conferences. And then it turned out that we had the COVID-19 thing hit and people couldn't travel or weren't willing to risk it now. So you can come out. You can stay current. Uh, We're going to have a WWDC watch party. We've got some great people coming to speak like Uncle Bob Martin, Ray Wenderlich, Alex, and Sujin from the iFreak Show. So definitely come check it out. You can go get tickets at iosremoteconf.com. That's iosremoteconf.com. But yeah, I mean, and, and maybe your opportunity is more along those lines, right? Where it's, okay, well, I'm going to start a health habit or something like that, right? Um, you know, I've taken the opportunity to be like reading to my kids, you know, we actually played uh, Dungeons and Dragons for an hour on Sunday, you know, and they, they'd never played before, right? And it, it, it was fun. Of course, two of my kids are like, we don't play any again, you know, my other two kids are like, can we play now? And so, yeah, it's it's kind of funny. I might just take over the. So my daughter was uh, um, a cleric, and they kind of need a healer with them. So I might just take over the cleric as a you know as a player character and just play and DM. But anyway, um, it, it's it's a ton of fun, and so yeah, maybe that's the opportunity. Um, and I think a lot of time, a lot of this is also just force people to think about what's really important to them. And that's not a bad thing either. Right. I mean, it's, it's sad that we're worried about people we care about, but the flip side is, is yeah. You know, what opportunities are we getting back? By the way, one other idea I had, um, you know, for kind of on the money product front is writing a book. And uh, um, I took, I paid for a course for that too. And I've actually published the book. Um, I'm working on updating it because I've found some issues with it that I'm not particularly happy with, but um, it does work. It's actually on finding a job. I, I didn't pick this to market the book. In fact, it occurred to me as I was talking about writing a book, I was like, oh, yeah, that's kind of relevant to the other conversation. But, um, hey, yeah. Hey, Chuck,
1: Chuck can, I, can I do a selfish plug-in related to jobs too? I actually wrote a book as well, and it's about iOS interviews. Oh, nice. So, Kind of same, I guess, relevant for, for people looking for jobs right now.
0: Where do they find it?
1: So it's called uh, the iOS Interview Guide, and it's iosinterviewguide.com.
0: Nice. Yeah, yeah. mine's at devchat.tv slash job book. Anyway. Uh, a,
1: a good book I read about how to write a book. Uh, it's called Authority by uh, Nathan, Nathan Berry. Barry. Yeah, yep. Nathan Berry. I think he now runs ConvertKit. It's kind of a yep. continuation of this whole thing that he was doing well fantastic book like i had um before writing my own I, I had no clue how to do it like for i had basic questions such as oh well what's the size like how many words how many chapters what's an average what do i need to do he gives you all of those it's fantastic
0: mm-hmm. yeah i remember that book when it came out yeah anyway it, it's good stuff um the system that i followed to uh to do the book was called self-publishing school um, and the, the acronym for that is SPS. So I put it dev chat.tv slash SPS. Um, but yeah, I mean, they walk you through the whole process again, you know, as far as getting it on Amazon and the whole nine yards, but also just the process of writing, writing it. So getting it outlined and, you know, getting it, getting into the groove of writing it and editing it and getting your cover together for it and the whole nine yards and if you join self-publishing school, you can also join their Facebook group and so you can get feedback on all that stuff. Right. So it's like, Hey, I've got these, you know, a lot of, a lot of folks did their uh, cover designs on 99 designs. Right. And so they got five or six back. And so they, you know, everybody's chipping in on everybody's stuff. And so they'd get a lot of feedback on the designs that were put forward and stuff like that. So anyway, just, just really, really digging that. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, lots of things you can do. Um, if you want to be a, a host on this podcast, you can also uh, email me because we are looking for a couple more of those. But I mean, yeah, I mean, there, there's, there's a lot of opportunities. There are a lot of ways to raise your profile. And so, yeah, just take advantage of
1: them. One, if you can't think of anything else, another th- uh, thing I thought of, watch all the WWDC videos. I, e- every year, I, they come out with them there's so many, and I pick maybe, if, if any that I watch, maybe like one-fifth or one-sixth of all of them. And I always wish someone would just go through them and make a TLDR article or something, or even a quick like YouTube video with just highlights. Ah, oh, that, that's a good idea. And just please someone do it, because I, I guess I was going to say, I never have time. Now I guess I do, so maybe I'll do yeah. it. But seriously, that's, you think it's like recycling, rehashing content, which it is technically, but it's more of a digesting it. Uh-huh. Like, just give me the TLDR. I, I get, you know, the great whatever jokes they want to make in those videos, but I don't care. Just, just give me the, the, the meat. So that would be yeah. great.
0: Well, the other angle on that is... Um, and the reason that it's valuable is I can go get, for most of those talks, yeah, it's, you know, here's kind of the core content, right? I can consume that in written form in like five, maybe 10 minutes, right? Mm-hmm. And the, the flip side of it is is that if I get a TLDR for something that I really do need to see and understand for my job, then I go pick up the dang video.
1: And, you know, make it nice, like if you have a website, like it, it's just sort of the extra mile you could go, like have a page for that, right? And then have this TLDR text content and maybe like an audio for it as well. And then the link to the original video. But worst case, just make a tweet. Like the easiest content you could publish, a tweet. It's like 280 characters. And and if the video is too long or like too many uh, valuable points there, make a series of tweets. I think they let you, like, publish them in one go now. Yeah. Why not?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Have a
1: hashtag, like, uh, www.dctldrs2019. I don't know, something like that.
0: Yep. I like that idea.
1: I think I'll do it.
0: (laughs) Well, the thing is, is (laughs) if you get all of this.
1: Like, if a lot of people do it, this is even better.
0: Well, you get credibility out of it, right? I mean, if you're looking for a job, and you've got that many people coming to your website, and you have a little note or banner or something that says, by the way, I'm looking for a job call here to hire me, mm-hmm. right? That's just kind of a, a no brainer, right? People are going to be like, wow, this guy's dedicated. It's the same thing with podcasts or YouTube videos or blogs or things like that.
1: Hmm. Yeah. Cause like other things, you know, for some of the sort of ideas we had, you kind of need expertise or something uh-huh. like that, right? Or, or at least experience. So not everyone has that. But, but again, something like this is... It's kind of like commentary... Well, not commentary per se, but close yeah. enough.
0: Well, you need enough context to understand what's going on. Right. But generally, they're assuming a base level of understanding. And then after that, um, you know, they don't assume that you know, like all of the other frameworks backward and forward. They're just assuming that you know how to, you know, basically put an app together.
2: You you know, that there's things like see whatever in one minute or like whatever in five minutes. Exactly, uh-huh. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so something like that, yeah. So every time, like every year, like, see see the, see WWE's keynote in five minutes. So see the session whatever in like two minutes. Yeah, I think that's just pretty awesome. Yep.
1: That's how I, <laughs> that's how I consume uh, Google I.O. sessions. Cause I I'm not, I don't do Android anymore, but I still want to know what the competition does. So oh. it's like, yeah, yeah. Give me give me this uh in ten minute video thing. Yeah, and I'll play it on one point seventy five speed though.
2: because yeah. <laughs> I'm that exactly. impatient. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. One other thing. Skip. And then skip like ten. And seconds. then skip, yeah, occasionally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. One other thing that I'm putting together, just you know, because of the COVID nineteen, is the meetups. And, you know, and so just taking advantage of any of the free training that's coming out for people or paid training, you know, like the remote conferences. But, yeah, just, you know, paying attention to that. You don't actually have to go anywhere. So all the travel time, all the travel costs are all taken care of. Um, Another one that I'm also putting together, and I'm just throwing this stuff out there just to see where people land with it, um, is I am putting together, um, and I'm going to have it up this afternoon. Um, It's uh, coronadevjobs.com. And essentially what it is, is it's, it's a GitHub, um, repo. You could just go to corona.devjobs.com, Um, and yeah, as we're talking, it's not quite up, but it will be up. Um, and so what you can do is you can submit a pull request with your, uh, contact info on basically your own page, right? So you can write your own summary or put your own CV or resume on there. And then, um, you know, you put your contact info so that job or employers can contact you. And then um, the other end of it is people who are looking for developers, you know, same thing. They can submit a pull request and list their jobs. And then what I'm hoping to do is that um, I want to connect it up to a, a Twitter account or something so that when it gets updated, right, it, it gets tweeted. I'm still figuring that bit out, but uh, at the end of the day, you know, then if a new job gets posted, it's like, Hey, there's a new job. If there's a new job seeker, you know, then they, you know, then they also get tweeted. Right. And you can put hashtags in for the technologies you're, you're, uh, you're proficient in. Right. And so you can put in, you know, iOS or Swift or, um, you know, whatever realm, and at the end of the day, then people who are looking for people with those job skills, they can just come to the website. They can go click on the hashtag Swift and, you know, they're good to go. You know, then go look at everybody who's, who's put their information in that says they're proficient with Swift. Or if you're looking for a Swift job, you can click the, that same link and it'll also list all the jobs that are available. Mm,
1: I like that a lot.
0: And, you know, I'm just throwing it together on Gridsum, so I'm not doing anything that fancy probably take me an entire hour and a half to get it all put together and then i'll have to set up the git hook so that it tweets but that's it
1: can i be number one <laughs> on the list
0: you can <laughs> but it'll cost you oh uh, you, you'll, you'll have to help me accept pull requests that that's what it'll cost okay. you
1: yeah i mean i'm un- unemployed i can labor i guess
0: yeah I mean that's the deal right is that I'm going to have to accept pull requests so I'm going to have to have some mechanism for doing that. Um but the nice thing is is I'm just going to throw it at Netlify and Netlify will do the the builds on the pull requests and so as long as they're legit, you know, as long as they build properly when I can merge them then it'll be fine.
1: Netlify is such a such a pleasure to work with. I, yes it is. Lately I I've been like publishing just plain old html pages oh yeah. fantastic
0: yeah yeah gridsum's just a static site generator built with view so but for example um friend of mine ryan florence who's in the react world you know he runs ReactTraining.com. well people aren't hiring react trainers at the moment and so he had to lay a bunch of people off because he just he couldn't he didn't have payroll for him he couldn't pay him and so he's like hey somebody hire these people and i'm sitting there going yeah, there's got to be a better way than a tweet that's going to be gone in two hours. Right. <clears throat> and so once I have that up, I'm going to go ping him and a bunch of other folks who have, you know, essentially said, hey, I lost my job. And I'm just going to be like, look, you know, let's, let's help these folks find jobs, right? If your employer is, you know, is looking, then let's do it. But yeah. And so there are opportunities to help serve too. And if that's an opportunity you want to take advantage of, you know, do that.
1: Also, I would say... <clears throat> Um well I mean we, we talked about it e- educate yourself but specifically since uh, we're in this remote situation I highly recommend reading uh Remote by um 37 Signals I think Basecamp yep. now
0: Jason Fried and David Heidemeyer Hansen. yep good book mm-hmm. great book I think it's
1: I want to say 7 years old if not more but still relevant
0: very relevant the The situation really hasn't changed. There's just more people working from home now because they don't have a choice, so. Right,
1: and we have better tools like Zoom. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah, there have been issues with Zoom, though. Um, I know at least a couple of people have had their Zoom accounts hacked, so. Oof. But part of me wonders, because they are not tech people, the people that I know that had their account hacked, I'm wondering if they just had like a password that's like my name 123 or something.
1: That's that's my mom, I had to. Yeah rescue yeah, okay. her what
0: nah, yeah i really had a chance to
2: rethink rethink remote work so prior um i really didn't believe like remote work is like a really valid form of work because because like because i just think like face like face to face communication is really important and i i just couldn't possibly imagine how everyone like people how people from all over the world you know there are some companies they're all in companies just don't have office right i i forgot the name but there's a really famous company that that uh, I, I think notion i don't know never mind So i think so anyway so but then yeah and also i don't trust myself working remote because i like fool around too much and like that is right behind me so mm-hmm. like um when I was a student, right before getting a real job, I just when I was doing some projects, I just like every ten minutes I go jumping back to my bed. So I I really thought like remote work wouldn't work for me, but but it does it uh, it it did. So so th- this is another like this opens up a big door for me in the future. So now I can imagine myself like being a like a being like a freelancing or even just getting a remote job Uh, so I can be anywhere I can travel and work at at the same time so I think yeah it's just opened up like a new possibility for me
1: it's actually a good point I think um, kind of this blessing in disguise if you will right Uh, could be for a lot of people exactly that like you know just like you the the they would realize, you know, oh, that's actually doable, and I can. Mm-hmm. So maybe even after the whole virus thing has gone, we'll just keep doing remote, and then maybe go travel or whatnot. Yep. Like myself, I wanna visit Singapore, so I really need a remote job for that. Cause <laughs> <laughs> why not?
2: Yeah. Yep. Definitely, definitely visit if it, when this all goes away. Yeah.
0: Yep. Early in my career, I figured out which jobs were worth working at and which ones weren't, mostly by trial and error. I created a system that I used to find jobs and later contracts as a freelancer. If you're looking for a job or trying to figure out where you should go next, then check out my book, The Max Coder's Guide to Finding Your Dream Developer Job. The book walks you through figuring out what you want, vetting companies that meet your criteria, meeting that company's employees, and getting them to recommend you for a job. Don't settle for whoever has listed their job on the job board. Go out and proactively find the job you'll love. Buy the book at devchat.tv slash job book. That's devchat.tv slash job book.
1: Another thing, which I already kind of touched upon, but <clears throat> I think it's important for everyone, do exercise, just like something. Yep. Do like gyms closed. Yeah, I know. But I don't know. I um, Even before this, probably like last six months, I actually switched to exercising every day like going to gym every day Mm -hmm. it was incredibly hard for the first two months just like mental you know because i'd be so tired the next day and all sore but i still would drag myself there and now i'm like i can't imagine not doing that that's just fantastic yep so again another opportunity if you got nothing else to do why not do like 10 push-ups if you can then do 10 more
0: Well, I go jogging down the jogging trail and yeah, you know, I pass within six feet of people because it's not that wide, but you know, I mean, hold your breath, I guess, (laughs) but you know, um, I I think most of the concern is over, you know, touching surfaces that other people are touching and, you know, prolonged contact. So, yeah,
1: I think uh, maybe the next episode we could talk about how to make handmade at home gloves and uh, masks or something. There we go. I'm not there yet. Maybe next episode.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Somebody should write a a pandemic organizer app, you know, that organizes people so that it's like, yeah, we need, we need 10,000 more ventilators. And I mean, I saw a hack. What was it? Uh, anyway, there was an article where somebody put out that you know we let's let's make a design an open source um, ventilator. So
1: that wasn't it the uh, what is it the three D printer type of thing?
0: Yeah, That's and a,
1: I'm, fascinating if it could work.
0: Well, even if um, even if it got to the point where it was um, how do I put it? And I'm I'm looking it up at the same time, but uh, I think it was on Indie Hacker or Hackaday. Anyway, so yeah, I think it was Indie Hacker. Anyway, so the idea was that, yeah, you know, we we have people out there with, um, um, with the, you know, with 3d printers in their house. So yeah, you know, why not open source this so that if we need them, then it's like, okay, we're going to print all the parts that we need. And then, you know, I mean, even if we got 90% the way there, right. And so we just had to like legit manufacture a handful of parts. Yeah. Anyway, it's, it's, it's pretty, pretty interesting. So, but yeah, there are a whole bunch of people who have come out and uh, jumped on different projects to try and make it work. So one I'm finding is Hacker Noon. So I'll just put a link to that in the show notes, but yeah, I mean, you know, turn, turn your expertise to the, to, to the problems at hand. Yeah.
1: Okay. I think I'm out of ideas.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I am too, but there are so many opportunities. I mean, whether it's, you know, building a business or building a product or whether it's, you know, going out and getting involved in some of this other stuff or leveling up your skills. I mean, you know, it's, it it feels like a massive waste to just sit around and watch Netflix and hope that this all comes back because we don't know when we don't know how we're hoping it soon. But at the end of the day, I mean, you know, we just don't know. And so go work out, get ripped like Alex and, uh, <laughs> you know, and, and then spend the rest of your time, you know, doing something that's going to make a difference for you or for somebody else.
1: Don't tweet. Don't tweet.
0: <clears throat> don't <Not> tweet. Much. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm tweeting a lot. Yeah. All right. Well, um, it sounds like we've kind of exhausted this. So um, let's, uh, let's go ahead and do picks. Sujin, do you want to start us with picks?
2: Yeah. Okay. Um, past week I found uh the game monument valley 2 so i'm not i'm not sure i don't know if you guys heard of it it's like uh uh, i played monument valley one like few years ago but i found out that two came out and then it's on sale is it's like it's on discount so it's free right now so it's actually like four or five dollars the original game but so it's like uh it's a really cool game it's um it's like it's like the optical illusion game. So, you know, like the Penrose Triangle, like mm-hmm. it, the triangle looks like, yeah. And then also like the staircase, it, it looks like you're going up. But then when you when you do a full circle, then you're back to where you are. So it's the game is like, game is like that. So it, the, the pieces move around, you, you tweak the world. So the character can go from here to there. But you never thought they could because like it's physically impossible, but it's all tweaked. And so I, so I downloaded that and I played that this week and it was really fun. So yeah, go try. Go try the game. It's really it's exciting. It's, it's, and it's really not, it doesn't take long to finish the whole game. So it's really, it's a really good, uh, it was a really good time.
0: Yeah, Sujin took the whole day off on Sunday to do that. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> but, so it takes like
2: yeah. uh, two, like, like one hour. Or, but if you if you're used to it, so as it gets as it as it proceeds, it kind of gets hard. It's like it's like a puzzle game. Uh-huh. Right. It's like a 3D puzzle game with optical illusion stuff. So it's really cool. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I played Monument Valley. Um, I saw it on House of Cards. I think. And I was like, that looks oh, really? like a cool game. Yeah. And so oh. I'm sure I'm sure they paid for that product placement, but <laughs> <laughs> See, it got it me to get the game. Yeah, yeah it worked. Made them dollars. <laughs> yeah, it's a cool game. I didn't know that there was a Monument Valley 2 out. So yeah, I might have to check that out. Alex, what are your picks? Since we're
1: picking games, I will pick Stellaris. It's uh what's the what's the Genre or type of game. I think it's called like a grand strategy game by Paradox. They make, well, other grand strategy games. I think Europa Universalis is another, like the most famous one. Uh, Stellaris is you pick, it's like in space, basically. It's like uh, you develop your empire, you just, your your people just uh, made interstellar travel possible. And you expand and conquer the universe. Uh, very interesting. Uh, so you could pick and customize your species and your government type however you want. There are a gazillion of choices. You could be like a full-on democracy uh, with with everything's egalitarian, or you could could be a what is it called Gestalt consciousness or something like that. Basically, a hive mind. Mm-hmm. Like any and any, any variation in between. Um, has good graphics actually. My my old laptop doesn't give me a lot of luxury to like enjoy the view, but uh, overall, it's a very good game. Um, and it's a it's not turn based per se, but you could stop the kind of playback, if you will, or or stop the time and then do all the pick the commands and do all the management and then unpause
0: the game again. Right. I think I just found it on Steam. Mm-hmm. Good deal. Well, I am going to pick um, not a game. So uh, I want to remind people about iOS uh, Remote Conf. Um, that's all I'm going to say. I'm probably going to try and hold it around the beginning of June to kind of replace your alt-conf slash WWDC experience. Um, I know that Apple will be releasing stuff around then too, so I'm probably going to try and not do it exactly on top of it. But there you go. Um, And then the other pick I have... So a couple of weeks ago, and this is what really got me thinking about this. Um, I did a podcast interview with my friend Manny Vea and um, he, he has a business where he summarizes books and I've had him on JavaScript Jabber a couple of times and we've talked about like mental toughness and um, social skills and things like that. Um, this time we talked about entrepreneurship and it, it seemed pretty timely, you know, as people were starting to settle into or climb the walls because of being stuck at home. And, you know, and that's where it was like, well, you know, yeah, you know, if you, if you got laid off or something, or even if you didn't, you could start a side hustle. So I'm going to put a link to the episode that we did, um, for that show. And then you can check it out, um, I'm also going to, um, how do I put it? I'm going to share with you the discount code. Don't tell him. Don't tell him I did this. Um, So if you go to devchat.tv slash hustle and you use the coupon code hustle, I think it was like 30 or 40% off. I can't remember exactly how much it was off. It was less than 30%. Don't blame me. I don't remember, but it was, it was a lot more off than I thought it would be. So devchat.tv slash hustle, and then use the coupon code hustle and you'll get like a chunk of change off. Um, And yeah, we just talked about uh, running businesses and running a side hustle and all that stuff. Um, And you know, he runs a business and so do I. And so it was kind of interesting to see where that ended up. So Um, yeah, just, just great stuff. And yeah, if you're looking for some options, I mean, if you're stuck without a job for two or three months, you're going to want something. And if it takes you a month to ramp it up, even if you're doing that part-time looking for a job part-time, you know, I I just want to put people in the best situation they can be in. And that way, when this does come back, you know, then you can make a call as to how you want to move forward. So anyway, um, So yeah, so check that episode out. And then, like I said, devchat.tv slash hustle. All right. Um, Well, good luck with your job search, Alex. Thank you. And uh, hang in there, guys. Um, And to our listener, we will be back next week. And if you want to be a host on this show, uh, you can send me a DM on Twitter, CMAXW. Bandwidth for this segment is provided by Cashfly, the world's fastest CDN.